Cultivation, Cultivation with Kevy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer. And today I am joined by the guy, my guy, Brian Christopher Hearn. You yeah. remember him from all that. You remember him from Pootie Tang. You remember him from, why did I just draw a blank, Brian? I did an <laughs> episode of Whoopi one time. That's my claim to fame. Me and Whoopi Goldberg was going <laughs> Yes. Work. That's the one right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hold up. There's three of them. There's all that. There's Hardball. There's Tang. Hardball. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's I embarrassing. About my bad. <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I know that's right. I know that's right. Claiming um, our, your story that you told us about Whoopi. That is, yeah. I would claim that too for the rest of my life. Never. I love it. Never. Love it. All right, Mr. Brian. So we, I always get started with my shows with three icebreaker questions. Okay, questions okay. that people may not know about you. So yeah. let's get started. Brian, what is your go-to order at Starbucks? Oh, or whatever man. coffee shop you shop at. Nah, it's Starbucks. It's Starbucks, especially right now because there's one right, right next to my place of business. Um, and okay. I usually get nowadays in my adult life, I get an ice white mocha and I get the caramel drizzle inside the ice white mocha because that make it real sweet. I'm not really a black coffee, bitter coffee type of person. That's not my vibe. But in the right. in the I'm summertime, really when it's real cold. I'll get a, I will get a, a, a caramel frap extra. I'm, I'm a caramel dude. My wife, she's a caramel queen. So I, I got, I got to go put it all in there. Make it so that the bottom is too sticky for my straw. Caramel frap, extra caramel uh, uh, syrup. And this, and I'm good. Sounds like your daughter likes it too. She yeah, she's a little caramel she queen. She got the remote control in her hand. So you might end up seeing some things go down. I'm going to let her have it. i'm here for it brian would you prefer a night in or a night out man uh it depends it depends with my wife i enjoy a night out um Mm -hmm. sometimes because we are we are the netflix and chill we are the let's watch a movie and dissect you know what I mean? We're not really out, out and about. I, I do enjoy and I and I and I like a nice date with my wife. And that's what I'm really trying to call that into fruition because we need to go on more dates. We got these three kids that okay. drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but with my with my peoples, like like you know, we went to LA, uh me, Giorgio Johnson, Giovanni Samuels. Uh, her sister Latoya, shout out to my peoples. It was a real nice crew. We went out once a night, but to be honest, okay. every time we went out, we was chill. We didn't go out for that long. We we mid thirties right now, so as soon as we had a <laughs> little time, we did karaoke. We had some chill time. We went right back to that hotel room. You know what I mean? Separate ways. We like all right. Good night. See y'all in the morning. <laughs> so I think I the answer it. is. A night in, <laughs> to be a honest. A night in. I'm with it. I'm with it. I love yeah. it. Final question is, do you prefer to cook or do you prefer dining out? Ooh, that's that's a great question. I wish my wife was here right now. She would be giving me the look. I enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy her cooking. Uh, I could whip up a little something 
but I'm trying to get better with my with my my repertoire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I make a real nice salmon bowl. It's, it go hard. Uh, uh, I make burgers. My burgers are crazy. I got steak. My steak fries. I'm nice with the steak fries. I make the steak. My steak is like woo. That's all I got. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not lit. listen. That works for me. Listen. Okay, so I'm here for that. You make- you know, ordering out every penny counts. So you start looking up at the account, you're like, man, we just spent forty dollars, sixty dollars, seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, nah. You know, we got to cook more. You know, we trying to we trying to get better with the with the with the whipping in the kitchen. I love it. All right, guys. So you are tuned in to Cultivation with Kevy. This is a self empowerment positivity podcast. I am a guy that I love to make people feel good. I love good vibes. And this guy is all about good vibes. Loved connecting with him. Loved talking to him. Um, Brian, so I just want to make sure that I have my facts straight on researching you. So you did one or two seasons of all that. And then you did to pursue music. Yeah. Say that again. Two seasons. That was season seven and season eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you left to pursue music, correct? Yeah, yeah. I went back okay. to New York to get back to my roots. Okay. And I to get back to the bricks, not the bricks. That sounded like I was selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but the jungle, the concrete jungle, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yes. You are a New York kid at heart. I can just, I can see it in your swag. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Man, do you have, do you have a preference yesterday. when it, oh, Okay. Got you. We lost it all. It's all good. I, I told my people that everybody like, what's the how the Knicks gonna be looking this year? I'm like, we making it to the second round of the playoffs. Everybody was like, all right, I believe it when I see it. Sure enough, we made it to the second round of the playoffs. We just did, we couldn't make it. We couldn't make it past that. So maybe maybe from my mouth to mm. God's ears, next year we'll be in the finals. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, I love it. You know, I don't follow sports, so I, I'm horrible at like what's going on and what who's you know who's where. But I'm I'm with you. I'm rooting for for the home territory. So I love when I'm in New York. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, this is Ali. This is Ali. Okay, this is the youngest. This is the youngest. The youngest. She the one that oh, ruled the she house. She is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look at her. Look at her beautiful, big brown eyes. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. How old is she? We just hit six months, but I think in a couple okay. weeks, yeah, a couple weeks, we're going to be seven months old. Oh, my goodness. She's she trying to start moving. She's doing the tummy time thing. She's she running us. She's running us. <laughs> she's running the house. <laughs> uh, so you, do, you have, do you have three daughters or do you have a son? No, two girls. They got the okay. whole. They got the wrapped around the finger thing. That's happening, and one boy, one boy, nine years old. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so the two girls are the youngest, correct? Yeah, yeah. We got a okay, three gotcha, year old. Gotcha. We call her the three nature. She will be four. <laughs> <laughs> she will be four in five days. And uh, okay, hey, well, this- happy early birthday. Yeah, thank you, thank you. She. If she was here right now, she'd be dancing, but she's supposed to be asleep, and I'm hoping that she's really taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Right. That's what I tell them. I'm like, one day you're going to be old, and you're going to be like, man, I need a nap. And I'm going to be like, remember when you never wanted to take one? Wake up. 
<laughs> so Brian, do you do you have a preference when it comes to because you're an artist overall, but do you have a preference when it comes to music versus I guess I'll just say entertainment, acting, you know, movies, TV shows? Yeah. I think shoot, that's a good question. That's a real good question. Cause uh I think in my life now, um mm-hmm. I love acting. I love the okay. craft. Um, mm-hmm. music itself and hip hop is kind of a thing that has never left and will always be there. And and you know, I kind of view hip hop and music like I view movies. So with certain albums, you see them as pictures and, and it's and it's and mm-hmm. it's different. But with acting, you kind of have to like do a whole nother form of, of, of preparation and, and creation and, and being in this, like, it's like, you got to forget everything with, with, with rap. I could write a song and be chilling with my kids and just be kicking it. Mm-hmm. But with, with mm-hmm. certain elements of acting, you got to block out everything else so that you can really get into to certain characters. So yeah, okay, I, I, so- I kind of have been like, looking at getting back into it and like it's whew, it's a craft okay. okay that was my next question could we see you on the smaller big screen again soon yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm uh we're thinking about really getting well first of all i've been approached to do a play uh and, and an adaptation of fences and uh, okay. so I'll be auditioning, but they kind of giving me the, the the wink and the, you know the wink and the gun, like I'm gonna be, you know, casted. <laughs> so that's a, nice. That's a vibe. Okay. So that's kind of gonna be like a nice entrance back into that world. What's I'm funny is I I just saw Fences for the first time. I'm I'm late with everything, but I yeah. just saw. Well, I would say you know the motion picture instead of the play, but right. I saw you know the uh, the film, and I was blown away. I was like damn, I hate Denzel. Like, he is such a good actor. Every time yeah. he plays a role, it's like, I can't stand him, but he's so good yeah. at what he does, so. Yeah, he's incredible. So, I, you know, any role in that in that play, I would love to take, but obviously, you know, watching Denzel yeah. my whole life, I would love to just, mm-hmm. you know, take a bit of that greatness and, and, and make it my own. So that's going to be interesting. Okay, well, I'm excited for that. Do you have any music coming our way? Yeah, actually. You said music has always always been there. So music, you would say, is your first love, right? Yeah. I, I think I, start, okay. I started writing raps at nine. I got a, a, okay. a cousin, actually. So so my wife and I run a, uh, a nonprofit called Urban Poet Society. And the guy who taught me how to rap is a DJ, a really amazing DJ. He taught me how to rap. He taught me how to like be more than just a rapper and take like singing as an element and and you know play instruments. He played the keyboard and kind of taught me some things about the keyboard. And then he kind of got me paying attention to the bass. So when I picked up the bass guitar, I always had him in mind. His name is DJ J O'Dala, and we have been blessed with having him come and spin at one of our really big Juneteenth events coming up. June third, it's going to be amazing. So it's going to be 2000s themed and it's going to be really fun. It's going to be poetry because it's Urban Poet Society. There's going to be songs and R&B and hip hop. It's going to be real hip hop centered. And my my man, he's, he's basically my cousin. He's going to be spinning. So that's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you used to drop your little freestyles and you had you had us yeah. hungry for that. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you do have music coming. 
Yeah, yeah. To answer that question, um, I, I, uh, I've been prepping for this album for a while, and my, my wife is mad funny because every time I tell her, you know, I'll, I'll get her re ready for, for one lane. I got the lane set out, and, and, and you know, actually for a Father's Day present last year, she, she, uh, she got me studio time to record this album that I got going. And so I recorded the album, and I'm kind of, I've kind of been sitting on it and listening and going back and forth. And I dropped one record from that album. Uh, a okay. song called Chains Off Me. And in the video for the for the record, I I hang a Klansman as like a really big statement just to kind of say something crazy and see, check the pulse and temperature of, of, of the world right now and, and just to yeah. say something wild. Like, let's do something crazy. And so halfway through this like album kind of thinking about releasing and the whole nine, uh, I get approached by this producer named The Pioneers, and he sends me some some records, and and I was just like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll I'll listen to these to these beats and kind of see what's going on, and I end up writing randomly three classics, and so I told my wife, I got her in this lane, I'm like, we're going in this album lane, and then I was like, listen, I got these three records, so I'm gonna drop the EP. She like, oh my God, I got your studio time for the album. Now I got to go record the EP. So it's an EP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel it though. I, I understand what yeah. you're saying. It's, it's a whole, life of an artist, man. You just get to thinking and, yeah. and you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole creative process. And when you get, like you said, you, you are inspired in some way and you write this and it just right. fits something else and you, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have a Juneteenth event coming up. That's exciting. Yeah. What else you got coming up? What else you got cooking for us? Um. So that's pretty much. I mean, I I have I have been really focused on my. I wouldn't call it philanthropy because it's 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 work that I kind of get paid to do. But <laughs> but my uh, my job is is to help people get jobs. So I'm real passionate about my my actual nine to five. I run a program to kind of help teens. I've been going to the juvenile justice center and, and really just like kind of getting people to think outside of um, the box when it comes to getting a job and interviewing for a job. And so I've been kind of intertwining poetry and my passion in poetry with my passion and helping people um, gain employment and it's been like a really wild ride and a wild world to, to kind of like blend the professional world with my entertainment side it's been real crazy and so uh, I have half a mind to release this EP hopefully in the summertime and then sometime in the fall kind of make people see this realm that I've been kind of curating um, so that's going to kind of be a, a really interesting way to to to, to blend both worlds and, and talk about what I've been doing and all of my passions at once. Okay, that's exciting. And it sounds like you're giving back. It sounds like you are helping the next generation. Yeah, that's kind of been like my wife and I, that's kind of been our, our thing from from the spawn of our relationship is is uh, is the youth in particular. She just mm -hmm. went to sleep, and now she want to act like she's awake. Come on, come on! It's nap time for everybody. It's nap time. I wish I could show you. I wish I could pick it up. She's supposed to be sleeping, but um, from the from the time that we kind of started, you know, romantically, you know, that's the that's the beautiful thing about about a, a, a good marriage is when you start 
talking about the things that you want to do in the world and kind of being mm-hmm. aligned with somebody in that way. And I was like, I want to have open mic type of situations for the youth and then we could make it for adults too, but like really for the youth. And like, and then she was, she, she, she'd be more thinking, she'd be more on the, on the thing than me. She's like, yeah, we can have a scholarship program. I'm like, what? We got to do this. <laughs> so so Urban Poets Society is like a real passion project. It's something that we like really like have been going hard with. And we just had an event where we, uh, we gave $150 to, um, to a, a, a very talented, uh, individual uh, in high school out here who uh, shared a poem for Earth Day. We did a whole Earth Day event. It was real nice. Everybody shared a poem about, one person did a poem about like speaking as the earth and as a mother and basically saying like, I give and I give and I give. Like it was all types of just like really dope poetry. And so I've just been really passionate about helping the youth in that way for for, for all this time. And so to to now be really walking in that purpose is like, it's just amazing. <laughs> Dang, that makes me wish I lived near y'all. That's I want to be like. We, a yeah, we got to have you come out. We got to have you come out and, and, and cover an event or something like this. We got to. Yes, it would be. Dope. I'm here for that. Yeah. So is your your wife? She's an artist as well. It sounds like yeah, she's yeah. pretty creative. She also okay. does poetry. She is dope painter. She don't really be acting like she be painting like that but when, when i need a when i need a piece she'll make the piece <laughs> so she okay. really dope with it and so we just kind of been doing this thing and now and now we got kids that want to do the same thing so it's really dope to just have okay you know, yeah this. so so your old you said your oldest is oh, oh i'm sorry my screen went out i was like don't tell me that this is fine oh. um, <laughs> i was about to be salty um so your oldest is nine correct nine years old yeah yeah. Nine years old. How old is your middle child? She's three. That's the that's the three nature. About to okay, be four. three. Three. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. And then you mm-hmm. got a little miss almost seventh yeah. month old. Okay. Sunshine over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And your children are showing signs of wanting to be creative, wanting to be yeah. art, like very artistic. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's you funny because are- you know people kind of approach and they're like, oh, you know, do you want to get them in film? Do you want to? And Giovanni Samuels actually posted. Uh, something the other day, I think it was a TikTok of her own, where she was like, you know, I'm going to wait for my child to to decide it on their own, you know, before mm-hmm. I really start just putting the baby on set and on a camera, you know, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I definitely want to keep on this vibe and keep supporting them, yeah. and then, and then once, okay. once the time comes and they say, this is what I want to do, you know, kind of easing into it and, and, and supporting them in every type, every type of way, because you know, I felt supported, obviously, you know, but my wife didn't have the same type of type of, you know, uh, uh, support, basically, you know, so to, so to have somebody that was like, you know, that whose mom was like, yeah, we get we going into it. And then to have somebody whose mom was like, yeah, you know, one day, you know, it's like, you know, we're, so we're, all, we're in the middle to have, you know, two people on opposite sides kind of now have these talented children. It's like, OK, how are we going to do this? So. It's going to be a wild ride. I love it. I love it. I think it's, I think it's very important for children to have that outlet. So I love that you, like you said, you both have the opposite experience and you, you know, you're nurturing that outlet for them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nice. exciting. Okay. Cause, and you know, it's funny. That was actually, that's the question that I was leading into was, would you be open to your children, you know, going into film, going into music, going into whatever, um, yeah, creatively yeah. on a big platform. Um, yeah. Cause it's interesting, you know, you can see it both ways as a parent, you can see 
the good or the bad. But I think, like you said, it's important to nurture the artist, the, the creative right. the person. Yeah, so, yeah, to kind of hone in the skill. And, and if it's acting, then we're going to acting classes and we're going to be on the stage and we're going to talk about Shakespeare and we're going to learn about everything. So that by the time we're 16, maybe we could be like, are we ready for this? Is this something that we could do? And then, you know, make that happen. And if it's music, you know, obviously I'm not about to, you know, show up to Diddy House with my three-year-old like, hey, <laughs> 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 we're going to take our time with it. So. Yeah, it's definitely something to, 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 to mull over, but really just like enjoy the experiences of our children and let them have like child experiences, but then also always have yes. that thought that like, I can do this. My dad doing it. My mom did it. My mom, they, they, I see them. I go, you know, they go, they come to our events. They seeing us on stage. So it's coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just want to speak on something that you just mentioned. Um, you mentioned Giovanni Samuel, shout out to her. I've always been a big fan of her as well. You two are always my favorite from your guys' seasons. Um, so I think it's cool to to see that you guys have, you know, we're all in the same age bracket. I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but still like my peers. And it's interesting to see that you guys still keep in contact and, you know, you guys have grown up together, literally. Yeah. So I think that it's cool that you guys were a part of something that you guys still have a friendship and um yeah know each other's families, things like that. So that that's a cool thing in life to see. Yeah, we was on the phone the other day, FaceTiming. It's always me and the Geos, me and the two Geos, boy Geo, girl Geo, FaceTime. <laughs> they always want to talk about some business. They got, they, they got them business minds. So I just be on the mm-hmm. phone, you know, say when and I'll be there. <laughs> so <laughs> the other day, uh, you know, Geo's son got on the phone. He loves babies. And I didn't know that he loves babies. So I showed the phone. To my baby, and he said, "Oh, <laughs> it was just such an adorable moment." That is so <laughs> beautiful. Wow, yeah, those are my peoples, man. You know, and and you know, I spent a lot of time kind of trying to like in my early twenties, late teens, early twenties, trying to like forget about you know the past and right and shun the nostalgia, and mm-hmm. then uh, it just one day we we went to uh, I think it was Kamikaze twenty fifteen, and we all hung out. It was like the first time that you know most of the cast was together in a really long time. And I was like, man, you know, I can't be shunning this, that time in my life. It was a really important time. And now mm-hmm. these people are still people like they still, you know, and we all started having kids around this time. So it was just like, mm-hmm. huh, I got to keep y'all in my life, man. We got to really keep in touch. So it's been nice to really, you know, just be checking up on each other and seeing how each other's doing and rooting for each other. It's, it's nice. Right, right. Raising families together around the same yeah. age. That's, that's a beautiful experience. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to think of other people from your guys this season. I remember um Jack DeSena. He was yeah. he's the voice of Sokka from Avatar. Yeah. yeah and then who else? Who else am I thinking of? Um Chelsea was always very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Lisa was funny. That's all our no shade to anyone else. <laughs> yes, yes. You guys, it, it's funny. It's funny coming from from my from me from my generation because, like, you know, some people will be like, "Oh, like that's the knockoff version," but it's like it's still right, just right. as nostalgic for me because there still was the talent there, and that's when I could really understand it because I was like when the OG all that was out. I was a kid, so you know, right. you would watch it, but you didn't really. You were just watching TV, but yeah. when you guys came out, like I was maybe. 12 or so i think 12 right. 10, 11 mm-hmm. 12 so i could really understand it and be like understanding the you know just so it just hit different so yeah. i yeah. appreciated it more 
No, nah, we appreciate you because that, that was a, something that we that we received, or at least me. You know, mm-hmm. going back to to New York and and being the being the guy on Nickelodeon. It's funny. I was, you know, what's funny? I watched a podcast. Uh, I had to watch the whole podcast because I saw a clip of Leon on uh, on R and B Money, and he mm-hmm. was talking. Frank, he was talking to somebody else, and he was like, he was talking about how you know once the Nickelodeon stuff was done for him, he went back to New York. Same thing. And, you know, he was like riding the train. You know, sometimes people was approaching you and it felt like like maybe you was about to get robbed. But then they were really just trying to show love. And he was like, you know, it's amazing how many thugs actually watch Nickelodeon. Like, you don't realize <laughs> comedy, like killed me, killed me. But it's true. It's true. You really don't know. So I'm so sorry. My Internet connection just literally just glitched. Oh, so you man. said. I missed the whole thing. See, but you said Leon was on R&B Money, so I love that podcast. Yeah. I did not know yeah, that he yeah. was on there. Okay. I, I don't know if it's aired yet because he kind of dropped it as like a clip, a snippet. And so okay. I had okay. to reach out to him. I was like, man, I need to see this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's but, really uh, dope. Okay. But he was talking about, you know, being from New York and 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 how when the Nickelodeon stuff ended for him, he ended up going back to New York, which is the same thing I did. And, you know, you got to mm-hmm. ride the train. You got to take the train to school. It's like the same thing. Like, we, we don't, you know... Yeah, we got a little more money, but you know, we—I'm not getting chauffeured to school. Like that's not the vibe. Right. <laughs> so he was like, you know, having the experience of of having somebody come up to you and you thinking like, oh snap, am I about to get robbed? Because it's a thug walking up to you. He was like, you know, you don't realize how many thugs watch Nickelodeon, and it's a fact because <laughs> it was a—it was many. Wow. Times. I'm 2003 with the 50 Cent era. All these dudes in do rags, caps, and the, yeah, <laughs> like a bulletproof vest. They like, yeah, what's up, little man? I see. You. Can you sign this? You're like, oh, oh man, I thought she was, yeah, I'll sign this for you. I thought you about to hurt me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. And that's crazy yeah. because, you know, me being from where I'm from, like we don't, we barely have Uber here. So to have right. the experience of kids taking subways and things like that to, right. to school is just like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> That's a crazy time, man. That's a time. We I didn't realize that Leon was actually from New York. Okay. Well, he's from Brooklyn too. He's from Brooklyn too. That's how we clicked. I ended up meeting okay. him after his Nickelodeon era, and I'm obviously way yeah. after mine. And uh, yeah. his favorite story to tell me every time he saw me, he was like, "Yo, I always walked up into the the studio and saw a picture of you and felt like representation." I was like, "Man, that's really amazing." Yeah. So every time yeah. we linked up, it was a party, man. That was that's my man's. I always have to say that I always felt very connected and I felt very um I was I was more so a fan of the of the black members because I just yeah. I don't want to say that it's a race thing because you know being a black man but I'm just saying that I just felt like the talent was just so extreme you know looking mm-hmm. back on Angelique looking back on obviously Keenan and Kel that goes without saying yeah. but you know yeah. Leon um yeah. Christy Knowings love her and then yeah. you Giovanni um you know, just everybody. Like I just felt like the the, the talent was just so raw and extreme yeah. that you guys definitely made a name for yourselves and definitely stood out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's much appreciated. That's much appreciated. And shout out to all our, all our our black members. We had uh, we had Ryan Coleman. That's my man's one of the most talented people I've ever him. Denzel okay. Whitaker too. You know, like we was going in. Oh you know? snap! Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I mean, you know, I, I think that uh I think that it was important. I mean, no no shade to to, to all the other people right. that on the show. Right. You know, there's love all around, but 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 when when I left the show, uh 
there was no chip on my shoulder. There was no like, oh, bitterness, you know, toward the show or nothing like that. Um, and so when people would come up to me and they'd be like, man, I'm, I, I don't want to watch it no more because you're not on it. I'd be like, I was, I'd be like, keep watching because Ryan's on there. Keep watching because Denzel's on there. Gio didn't leave, so so keep watching because you know you putting money into the pockets of the people that if if you didn't want if you are mad that I'm not there because of representation, there's still representation. So you know just keep rooting for me. Right, right, not rooting for them, right. You know what I mean? Right, and I think and you know I had to really because I I don't know why, but I didn't remember you leaving at the time. But then I think I do remember seeing that Giovanni was still there. Because again, you and Giovanni were my two favorites. But I think I remember that you weren't there and then she was there. I, but I never knew the story back then, of course, because yeah. not that we didn't have the internet, but I guess we didn't have like, you know, the, what is it? I guess social media in a sense. Like no you didn't the rumors. Right. So like <laughs> the news didn't travel. Like right. there wasn't like a press release saying, oh, he's pursuing music. So like, you know, right. my 13 year old self didn't know. Um, yeah. but that's funny. That's it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to be able to look back on that time as well. And just to yeah. see, um, you know, and actually I'd be, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. Do you feel like today, do you feel like, um, with music, with entertainment, do you feel like it's, it's more difficult or do you feel like it's maybe easier to get into? Cause it's such yeah. a different time, even in 20 years yeah. since then. Yeah, I think that uh, back then um, it was a scarier time because these people, these kids who are making music right now, and and the adults, but I'm really focused on like the young ones, the ones that are like mm -hmm. really making waves, like Ice Spice, and you know, like mm -hmm. they have the the world at their fingertips with this internet situation. Like Soldier Boy, right. really. Turn the whole and you know say what you want about Soldier Boy. Say you know you ain't got no talent or whatever. I always enjoyed being in a club or being at a party and listening to some Soldier Boy. I I super soak. I do the whole dance. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but he really you do have to give him YouTube. credit. You right. You, you really do because he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, he always talking about he the first to do it. And, but in some aspects, he was with the YouTube. Yeah. The way he took YouTube yep. and made it his own, paved mm -hmm. the way for artists today to to capitalize on on these types of platforms like twitter and instagram and tiktok for for real like tiktok's the real one and so i wouldn't say that it's it's easier to get famous uh it's easier yeah. to get money right. um mm -hmm. but because back then it was it was you did have to trust the manager and the record label and you had to trust mm -hmm. these people that did not have your best interest at heart and so it was, you know, I, I often say that, you know, once I decided to go from child actor to adult musician, I went from the frying pan to the fire <laughs> because whew, mm -hmm. it was crazy. Yeah. The music business is, is is a hard place to be. Yeah, the way that until you, you decide, right, until you decide, I'm going to take this and, and make it my own. I'm going to mm -hmm. tour and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to make sure that I'm that I'm straight. I'll make sure that the mm -hmm. people that are working with and for me that they straight until you decide that if you got right. your career in somebody else's hands, it's not a vibe. Yeah. 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 And, and from the outside looking in, it feels like maybe back then there was more of a process. Like you said, like yeah. you, you had, you know, you, like you said, you have the team, the management, the, um, 
just the people on your team. And now you can kind of take it into your own hands and you can skip yeah. the middleman. You don't even really have to have a label anymore. Right. You know, you can just do there's so it's just it's such a different world with the internet and the power of the internet today. And for me, just you know, I'm very new in what I'm doing, but even with um, you know, since COVID it's changed a lot. But um yeah. um I feel like back then there was more castings and there was more auditions, but now it's it's like you just hop on the computer and you do a zoom. But yeah. you know, um it, it's I, I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, it's probably more easy now to be seen and have access, but I feel like it's probably harder to have longevity and to maintain it because yeah. today's, like you said, TikTok society in general, it's just clips. You yeah. know, you're watching for yeah. like 10 seconds and then you're just scrolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the downfall, and obviously there's pros and cons every in, in every aspect of everything, but the way that... Uh, I have watched people get famous and, and kind of just start rooting for them. I'll be coming in late, especially when it comes to TikTok. I'm not a TikToker. My wife be sending me TikToks. And right, like, right. I look on it like three days later and she's like, I done sent you a lot of TikToks. Like, There's 20 TikToks on my phone. I'm like, oh my God, I got to catch up. <laughs> but That's I, I'll me. <laughs> getting like, you know, acclimated to a new famous person or, or, or whatever, somebody that's talented. And then uh, even or somebody that's funny or whatever it may be, whatever they're good at. And then immediately seem like every time I decide somebody hot, somebody, you know, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention to this dude or girl or whatever. The Internet will look up. Somebody will look up an old tweet. Somebody will look up an old Facebook and know they done said something crazy back in 2010. And now we got to cancel them. Mm -hmm. And this is, whew, that's a real downfall. You put yourself out yeah. there. You're now you out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's a crazy world. It's crazy. Just in general, like you said, society and just it's good to put yourself out there, but you have to be mindful of what you say as well. Because who would think that what you said ten years ago, when you're coming up in your twenties, you know, or even younger? I mean, yeah. there's children now using Twitter, which you know right. that's crazy to me. Yeah. But you know what? You know, who knows? I seen a clip the other day of, uh, and just things can just be taken out of context so easily. I seen a clip. Yes. First, the headline said that uh, Anthony Mackie from um, from mm -hmm. the Avengers and all those movies. Anthony, he, me and him mm -hmm. share the same birthday, so I really like him. And it, and it was like mm -hmm. I, I immediately froze up when I seen his name in a negative light because I was like, oh no, this is my birthday buddy. Like <laughs> I ain't never met him before. But he's funny. <laughs> like there's no way he about to get canceled. But they were like, oh, he said that. Uh, that that the Black Panther cast is is racist because they had an all black cast, and I was like, okay, now let me watch the video because if mm -hmm. he did say that, now I got to be like, man, you know, we need more education. We need to talk. To right. Him. We got to talk to Anthony and tell. Him. But then I watched the clip, and that's not what he said at all. What he actually said was, it's unfair mm -hmm. that when you have the Avengers movies that are predominantly white. And you know, right. Captain America's, and then this movie, and then that, and Dark Knight, and all these predominantly white. And then you look at the director, white. You look at the the, uh, the mm -hmm. makeup artist, the wardrobe, all white people. And then you get Black Panther, and they got the black casting director, the black makeup, the black this, the black that. And he said, that to yeah. me is more hurtful because you mean to tell me that these black people that are amazing mm -hmm. at the thing that they do, wardrobe, makeup, directing, can't do the white mm -hmm. movies? Right. Why not? How did that get misconstrued? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was about to get that's canceled. what they call clickbait, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put and then so with that, people that scroll by and just see that headline and it's like, well, I guess yep. Anthony Mackie's canceled. It keeps scrolling because they didn't want to educate themselves. Right. Yeah. Wow. You're right. You're right. So with that, with that conversation, I do have to hear your thoughts on how do you feel about this whole Jonathan Majors thing that's going on? <laughs> oh man. And you know, and I'm not even and I'm this, I want to give context on this. I'm not trying to frame anything negative towards him. I yeah. I genuinely am out on the outside looking in. Like I I literally just found out about dude because I like you said, I'm like you. I get inundated with things and I'm so late. I'll be like, I'll look at that later. <laughs> so right. I found out about him because I'd be watching stuff so late. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's been incredible to his craft and yeah. everything, but then it's just like all of this stuff being said about him. And I'm just like, yeah. what is, he was just, it's like he was just having his moment and now all of a sudden he's canceled. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Did, I mean, yeah. do you really think like, did, I had to, I had to make this a race thing I do, but I, I sometimes know. it feels like, Sometimes it feels like when somebody is getting too big or, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're getting too powerful. Something has to be done to bring them down a notch because it was like what literally he was just on the Tamron Hall show. Like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? And then the next yeah. day, like what the whole, the whole, what is it? The domestic violence thing? Like what? Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. So I, I, uh, I've been following his career since Lovecraft Country. Uh, mm -hmm. I loved that show, and I loved him on that show. And obviously, Journey Smollett been following her since you know I've I've known her also. So it's she's just, amazing. You know, okay, never wow. not supporting, right? And so yeah, yeah. Also, was like that show is in itself was a beautiful show, and it was just one season, and it got canceled, and it's confusing why it got canceled, and obviously that had to do with some racial stuff because when you really watch that show, I watched it back. My wife and mm -hmm. I had to watch it again a year after they canceled the first season, and they were saying stuff on the show. It was like you know, black people are or top tier they were saying things like you know the white people aren't in power anymore, so it was just like they was really giving power to us. Right. You know? Right. And so I'm watching Jonathan Majors and I'm watching him blow up and I'm like, man, this is a this is a really good actor. And mm -hmm. you know, and then you go on to see him in other things and, and he did that movie with the airplanes and then and then he, he popped up in uh in uh in Loki as Kang and I'm like, oh it's over. Once you went to MCU, it's a rap now. I'm like, applaud every time I see him, I'm like, yes, 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 Creed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, it's a rap. It's a rap. Now you now you're working with the man. You're working with Mike. Like, it's mm -hmm. over. Like, we are taking we. It's a us thing. You know what I'm saying? I see you make it, mm -hmm. I'll make it. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so initially when that when that news came out, I um, I was taken aback because, because of the light that I saw him in, you know, and love right. Christ, I see him as this chivalrous, you know, person. And so I don't, I, and you got to check yourself because you're like, man, I don't actually know this dude. You know what I mean? And I think the thing that has probably hurt him the most is that he hasn't said anything. And maybe that, maybe he's, that's the, at the advice of his lawyers. You know what I mean? Right. But man, it's just such a sticky situation because once you get accused of something like that, and then the lawyer put out the text messages and the text messages didn't do any justice. They didn't show anything. I'm like, you got yeah. a terrible, one, you got a terrible lawyer. Two, you haven't said nothing yourself. And 
like at what point do we defend ourselves and say i'm not this type of person this is not what i what i am i'm a i'm a gentle whatever it may be and so today i don't know if you've seen the news about him dating megan good you know what i just i just i mean like just literally was scrolling and i was like what I'm but like, i haven't clicked on it so yeah you know, and it's one of the situations that this could be a rumor, but it's just like, man, right, right. it could be a situation where they trying to take one of us down again. They see this man, you know, and he's he's a gentle dude. He's a funny dude. And he's talented out the wazoo. And here we go again. It could be one of the situations. And it's really the jury's still out. Like, we still don't know. Right, right. At this point in my life, mid-30s, I need mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> like I need to know so that I can say I stand with this man, or I could say, all right, he he gotta go because you know you don't put your right. hands on him. You know what I mean? But to have it be up in the air for so long, it's been months. No yeah. word. Right. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, if that's I'll I'll even go on record and say that that's that's how I I feel like it's it's one of those things where he's being he's they're trying to bring him down that's what it feels like yeah. but like you said the jury's you know still up in the air we don't know but but I, I i'm glad that i talked to you about it because like i said i just learned about dude from creed he's done so much I, more i didn't even know he was in lovecraft country oh, and okay. see now i need to add that to my to my list oh, because i've heard so many good things about it and yeah. i'm somebody that i just get overwhelmed with trying to keep up with shows i don't know why I'm like the opposite of people. People watch it. TV and movies and they love it. I'm somebody yeah. that I'm like, I can't even sit down and take this in right now. So I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I, I'm so bad about that. But, yeah. but that makes me want to see it because I'm inspired by art. So I want to see it. So yeah. anyway, that's just how it feels. It feels like, damn, like literally he was just on Tamron Hall. Like, you yeah. know, I seen that episode and then I'm just like, what the hell? Like the next week it feels like, so that's yeah. crazy. Just yeah, crazy. Yeah. And it was like as all of the uh the clips of, of him and Mike and the interviews was coming out, and then they had that photo right. shoot, and the photo yeah. shoot depicted them in this soft, which I yeah. thought was 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 amazing because you got these yeah. two dudes they in this movie together. Yeah. At the end of the day, they punching the hell out of each other. And so <laughs> you're looking at this movie <laughs> and they these, these hard dudes, so then so then to, to counteract the imagery, they did this real soft photo shoot and they hugging and they loving on each other and I thought that was really dope so to have it that news come out is is yeah. uh, it's it's heartbreaking but it's also you know if if this, if that's the truth about my mans then we gotta we gotta get him out of here we do gotta get him out yeah. of here that's the truth about him yeah. we gotta go but if 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 they lying on him then we that's we that's where we are again is and you're right yeah. that's where we are do you know you 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 you, you you see somebody grow and be talented and be dope. And then you see the interviews and you're like, Oh, I actually like this dude. And then you find out something and that, and that, and you know, it could, it could go either way. And that sucks. And, and not, and I don't want to take anything away from the people that have come out and said, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, this is true about him. It happened to me. I don't want to take nothing away from those people because I understand that, that they stories are valid. Right. And that's what that's what sucks about it is that like, okay, so you so this person said that it's that is true, 
or or kinda, and then now other people are coming out saying, yeah, this happened to me, this happened to me, yeah, he's been this way. So it's just like, man, man, this is somebody we was rooting for. Right. <laughs> I mean, sucks. So I do want to mention, because I forgot this until we were just talking about these two, you actually have worked with Michael B. Jordan. And yeah, yeah. You actually know him. So that's yeah. so cool because you see him and it's like, he's the guy. That's so yeah. cool to hear. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool to hear. Mike is a great guy. I uh, The last time I, I, I worked with him, worked with him, like actually worked, uh-huh. we did a, uh, we did like a hosting situation at a high school uh, my brother's high school, actually, and and uh, okay. and it was real dope. And and you know, I've seen him since, but but you know, just to be in in his midst, he's just been a cool dude. Like, you know, it's funny. It's funny when you know they had that situation uh, where he saw the girl that was on that podcast calling him corny. And oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent honest in the most loving way possible, Mike is corny. But I don't think not corny in the way that she was trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like if you hang out with, you know what? I actually ran into Stilo Brim when I was in LA randomly. It was so mm-hmm. random. I'm sitting at a bar. I went out with Gio, both the Gios and, and Giovanni's mm-hmm. sister and Gary Gray. And so we all kicking it. Also talking about, this is a sidebar talking about uh, Gary Gray. He's host. He's he'll be hosting the Juneteenth event. As well, so we got we got a star-studded situation. It's gonna be real dope. I'll okay, be sure to see. Okay. But I went out to the to, with them to this bar, and and at some point it's a crowded bar, and I cannot do crowded places. So yeah, I, at a certain point I went to go uh, follow Gary and Geo into the bar, and there was just so many people. I stopped walking. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I lost them. I watched them go. I was like, save yourself. And, and I turned and I, I sat at the bar and I was like, let me just get another Jack and Coke. And I was just kicking at the bar. And then on their way back, hopefully I'll be able to see them. You know, if not, I'll take an Uber back to the hotel and go to sleep. But so I'm sitting at the bar <laughs> and I'm chilling and I see this dude with sunglasses and he kind of looked like Stilo. But I was like, nah, that's, nah, what are the odds of me seeing this man? Like, there's no way. So I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, let me get my drink and I'm sipping. And then I, randomly I hear a girl yell, Brian. And I look up and she's like, are you Brian? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she pointed to Steelo. I'm like, yo, I thought that was you, but I didn't want to just approach some random dude. So we start talking, we start chopping it up. And we was just like shooting this, this, this shit and just being funny. And, and I'm like, I forgot how like young we were when we met. And so like, these are dudes, like all of us are corny, like we corny. Like, you know, if, I'm, if I'm, you know, I'm chop, chopping it up with my with my shorty. You know, we talking. I'm gonna be corny. Like he's a corny dude, but like not in not in the way that she was trying to paint him. Like to make it, because I think right. that people people have this perception of Mike at this point. He's this action hero. He's this suave, you know, dude. It's, it's, so to kind of like try to knock him down a peg and be like, oh, well, he was corny when he was in high school. I think that was a little messed up. But I also think that the way he handled it wasn't as violent as everybody was trying to make it. Like Joe Budden went on this right. crazy rant about, and I was like, shut up, because like he didn't sun her. He didn't make her look stupid. He right. was just like, you know, I'm that corny dude, remember? And she was like, nah, nah. He was like, all right, whatever, next question. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't like trying to make right. her feel 
uncomfortable. And he just wanted to call out the fact that you said that about right. I would do the same thing. Like, first of yeah. all, I am corny. Like, yeah, I'm corny. Like, call me corny. But like, don't act like <laughs> now when you see me in person, like I'm not corny. Keep the energy. Like, yeah, we, we call right, me. right. So <laughs> it was that was a fun that's picture. crazy though. That's crazy. Yeah, that's be- it's beautiful. It's beautiful to reconnect with people that you grew up with and to see them yeah. where you guys are all at now. That, I that's so weird. Like I, like I never in a million years. Like I, I was in LA. I lived in LA for ten years. I never ran into Stilo. Like what in the world? <laughs> what are the odds? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was real cool. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. My final question for you, Brian, is I've always wanted to know this. Where did the name Chauncey come from? Is that oh, a nickname? Man. You know what's so? Or is that funny? an alter ego? It, it, well, it, what's so funny is that this story has been like it, this question has been asked a lot lately, and so I've been telling this story. Um, so <laughs> I went to uh, PS forty four in Staten Island. Um, there was a time I lived in Staten Island, New York, and shout out to Shallon. Everybody call it the the borough that's not a borough. It's not considered a borough, but that's where the Wu Tang is from. So you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's you know we it's. I don't really claim Staten Island. I don't claim it, but I live there. <laughs> I did. So uh, I went to this school and and I had this uh, this bully who actually reconnected with very recently and, and we chopped it up and it was really cool. But um, I had a bully. He was a pretty dude, you know, real, you know, you know, one of them dudes. All the girls loved him, and I don't know. I started doing commercials, so I think maybe he was like, oh, "Forget this dude. He ain't as cool as me." Yeah, I wasn't. I was a nerd. So, so you know, <laughs> as a as a dig, he he ended up calling me Chocolate Chauncey one day, and it's the name stuck. It stuck. It was like that's my name now, Old Chocolate Chauncey. But it was like a diss, and and so you know, I I couldn't shake the name, and you know, people would call me that, and I would just be like, man, don't call me that. My name is Brian, man. Come on, I don't even like the name Chauncey. Like I'm not Chauncey Billups. Like that's the only Chauncey I even know. So, you know, <laughs> it stuck for, for like through half of middle school. Like I was in elementary school when it started and it just wouldn't go away. And I was like, oh, my God. So when I got into my adulthood, I ended up going on a tour and, uh, you know, we tour in the West Coast. And and, and so we hitting karaoke bars in the, in the midst of the tour just to like brush up and like do cover songs and have fun and figure out like things that we could do. And so every time I signed up. Every time I signed up for karaoke, period, I signed up as Chocolate Chauncey, <laughs> just, just to just to be that, you know what I mean? And 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 at this point in my life, my stage name was my own name was Brian Christopher, and so um, uh, I looked up one day and and I you know I was Chocolate Chauncey, and people would call me Chocolate Chauncey after after I did you know the Bobby Brown song. They'd be like, Yeah, Chocolate Chauncey. I'm like, Yeah, you know. When I went on a I went on a, a, a cruise with my wife, we did the karaoke Chocolate Chauncey, right? And so. Uh, Tyler Lyons is this really dope musician that I've been working with for a really long time. Shout out to him. And uh, he saw me pick up the bass and kind of go crazy and was like, yeah, yo, I'm going to start calling you Chauncey Bass. And I was like, that's kind of a cool name. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so just speaking of names that stuck, that one stuck, hasn't gone away since. So I've just been kicking it. <laughs> well, I love it because it's like you took the power that they mm-hmm. tried to take away from you and you took the power back. So yeah. I like that. I think that's dope. And yeah. I love, I always have loved your social media handle. I know that when you explain it, it's, you always say that it's complicated, but it makes sense yeah. because love is a very powerful word. So it yeah. shouldn't just be thrown out. So I, 
yeah i i always wanted to personally know where did the chauncey come from like if that was just alter ego or you know a childhood name that your family called you something I wish it was that cool. I wish it was like, you know, but, but, you know, to have it, you know, to have it be a situation and, and I reconnected with my man's, you know, my, my bully and, uh, you know, <laughs> we were chopping it up and he was just like, man, it's good to see you out here. And I was, you know, giving him love back. And then I was like, yeah, I've been doing music under the name Chauncey Bass. He's a New York dude through and through. So he was like, yeah, I'm out here still influencing it. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's because of you, man. <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah, I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with us? Anything that you want people to know, or do you want to? I need to bring attention to your earrings. I meant to do this at the oh, you you saw those, you saw those. They go hard. I get confused with mirrors. Hold up, this there we go. (laughs) They go hard. I'm gonna need to grab those. Thank you. And the jersey, the jersey's all that. I don't know if you can really see it. Oh, snap, that's cold. I need more memorabilia from my own stuff. Like I don't got no cucumbers jersey. That's got to change. I got to get all that jersey. I got to need one of those. That's crazy. Well, thank you. Thank you. I always have to represent for my guests. I always got to shout out, you yeah. know, show love to them. So, No, nah, you did the thing. The outfit goes stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to have drinks with my mom uh, after this. So I'm going nice. to just wear this. Yeah, yeah, that's a vibe. That's it. That's it. You'll know, <laughs> find your husband out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. All right, you guys. This has been so much fun. So much love to Brian Christopher Hearn. We love him, uh, yeah. aka Chauncey. Um, please follow him at LXVE Chauncey on Instagram. Yeah. Support what he's doing. Show love to him. Um, show love to um, us at Cultivation with Kevy. Cultivation is spelled with the K for Kevy. Nice. And until next time, this has been Cultivation with Kevy. Much love and God bless. Yeah. Love these conversations with you, man. Appreciate it very much. And that wraps another episode of Cultivation with Kevy. I really hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that the information was beneficial to you. I strive to create an environment that promotes and is conducive to healing. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do me a favor. Go to your streaming platform of choice that you listen to your other favorite podcasts on and give Cultivation with Kevy five out of five stars. If you also would like to share your experience, please write me a review. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, take care and God bless. See you next episode. K-A-M-A.